0: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Ladies and
1: gentlemen, it is now time!
0: Oh, no. Oh, yeah! I finished these fights.
2: Give a hell yeah top rope nation learn to love it it's the best thing going
0: and thursday night means it's time for top rope nation it's episode 256 and guys i don't i don't know not a whole lot going on nothing really to it's
2: been a quiet week about.
0: quiet week real slow show this week probably kyle
2: think remember, we're just going to be talking mjf
1: yeah rem- <laughs> remember all those months when we would get together off air and try to come up with concept shows just to fill up the weeks so like yeah hey, what there's are we gonna nothing talk, to talk about, about. Yeah. there's nothing to say well what a different time we're living in now
0: it's making this agenda starting last night and it was just like every hour there was something new i was adding to the agenda there's so much to talk about we're gonna try to not go two to three hours tonight justin joint you got a uh, nba finals game kind of taking up your attention tonight game six
2: yeah. uh, warriors are on an 11 a run since we all got <laughs> into this little chat room here so i might have to freaking close my laptop and leave this is <laughs> this is not voting well open the well, studio and the celtics went downhill
1: well, if that does happen, Justin, let me just get this out of the way right now. Vince McMahon!
2: <laughs>
0: oh, Vince, Vincent, man, man! I mean, Jesus, we're we're gonna get
2: into it. We're gonna get into it. Not really well, shocking, folks, but folks, yeah. by the end of this podcast, we will figure out who is framing Vince McMahon with these allegations, <laughs> right?
1: stop the steal
2: Uh,
0: (laughs) is somebody trying to steal the company we're gonna get into Mm, all that tonight uh yeah we're gonna talk Vince McMahon of course the Sasha Banks ongoing story and what is and what is not true with that uh Randy Orton and his injury we're gonna hit on AEW Dynamite from last night so whether you're a WWE fan an AEW fan or just generally a pro wrestling fan Plenty for you tonight. Stay tuned. If you're joining us live here on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, wherever, let us know. I see the chat room is already getting active, so I appreciate everyone who is tuning in live tonight. And if you're on those podcast feeds, make sure to hit subscribe and leave us that five-star rating or a written review. It's been a while since we've gotten a written review, so if you've never left us one before, please do so. Leave your Twitter or Instagram username so I can send you a free sticker in the mail. For Your Troubles. We'd love to see some written reviews come in. And, of course, the number one way to support what we're doing here on Top Rope Nation is by becoming a patron of the show. Bonus content dropping all the time. Last week, Kyle, your question and answer episode, I very much enjoyed. Next week, Top Rope Nation Classics is going to drop this month's retro bonus show. We're going to be looking back at Great American Bash 96. Really looking forward to that one. Kyle, I know that's one near and dear to your heart.
1: Yep. I can't wait to rewatch it. Maybe this time Bischoff won't get up from the (laughs) Powerbomb.
0: Improve life for everyone. Yes. Uh, So, yeah. I mean, check out Patreon. (laughs) The the moment you sign up, we've got about 80 bonus shows available in the archive coming in the weeks ahead. Lots of content for just five bucks. Check it out. Just gave away a free T-shirt to our patrons yesterday we do that every quarter for our ten dollar a month and up tier members as well there's a twenty dollar tier if you want a lot of bonus content if you want podcast training if you want to become a guest on the show uh so read about all the benefits patreon.com slash top rope nation
1: and before the end of the month i plan on doing another extra uh depending on this deluge of news we're getting we may just do one of those Or I, as always, have some ideas on this back burner that I could go with, just random things that I would much rather talk about.
0: (laughs) See, in the chat, the Cody quote, what do you guys want to talk about? I tried so hard to not quote Cody in our intro, but that immediately came to mind. That is for sure. So, yeah, we've got got a lot going on, a lot going on to discuss. We're going to start with the Vince McMahon story, which was broken by the Wall Street Journal on Wednesday. And, um, is
1: that a ben reputable Re- magazine? Can we yeah, trust it? I think, I think so. That renowned so. wrestling publication. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you got to watch for the pro wrestling bias there. Obviously, there's just a bunch of AW marks over at the Wall Street Journal. They're just framing Vince McMahon. No it's, uh, no, it's a serious story, though. Could have long-term ramifications. We'll see how this develops if you're not aware and you haven't been plugged into the news over the last <laughs> couple of days. Uh, the gist of it is that Somebody leaked to the Wall Street Journal uh, that going back, I guess it was March. That this came out to the WWE Board of Directors. Vince McMahon had a relationship with a woman who's right around forty years old. I think this goes. She was hired in two thousand and nineteen, and she was a paralegal for the company. Started seeing McMahon, um, and McMahon by, claims it was consensual.
1: By seeing Ryan means doing. <laughs>
0: Yes, <laughs> thank you, God. <laughs> and <laughs> allegedly, yes. yes. And so they had this relationship, which Vince is Vince is calling consensual. And um, I guess the the deal is her salary went allegedly from one hundred thousand to two hundred thousand dollars per year while she was seeing uh, McMahon. According to the Wall Street Journal report, she eventually started working for John Laurinaitis. And uh, he's in trouble here, too. I'm not going to see laughing already, Kyle. The quote that was used in the story was that he, she was passed off like a toy to John Laurinaitis.
1: We are not talking about the new line of Hasbro figures.
0: <laughs> yes, I wish we were. And eventually, according to the source who broke this story, uh, which, of course, we don't know who that was. Um, eventually, what happened is she, you know. Became uncomfortable with the dynamics of what was happening, and a hush money payment, and non-disclosure agreement, went out to this woman, and it was a three million dollar hush money payment, one million dollars up front, two million dollars uh, spread out over five years, and the board of directors has hired a firm to look into these allegations. Um, from the McMahon side, the claim is that the money paid out was out of his own personal finances. It wasn't out of company money. If it was company money, that would be a big-time no-no. Uh, so that's what they're investigating. But also, the thing that could really get him in trouble here is you know, tying that salary increase to the relationship uh, could turn really awful for McMahon very quickly. Because, of course, that is company money. So, I mean, a lot to digest. We don't know who leaked the story. We know that... Before Stephanie stepped away, this came out to the board of directors. So she was aware of it at the time. So that's very interesting with the timing of her leaving. Um, We got 12 people on the board of directors at WWE. Of course, Vince being one of them, he didn't leak it. Uh, I assume the person who leaked it would be someone from the board of directors. Because they're the people plugged in that knew this investigation was happening. It wouldn't have been talent. Talent would know anything about this. Pat McAfee. Talked about this on his podcast today and said something like, "I know, I know, next to nothing about this. No, I mean, talent's not going to know about this. This is an office situation."
2: I I heard the leak was signed, uh Henry Hughes Huxley. <laughs> I don't. We don't know who that is yet, but we're going to get. Well, well that's to the, it. that's
0: the interesting dynamic here is because if this were to take down Vince, you know, and he had to step away from the company. Who would end up running things? And it very well could be Paul Levesque. Could be Bruce Pritchard. Although we, we can get into this whole discussion, but to me, if, if Vince is out, it's hard to imagine Bruce Pritchard staying around. Uh, there, there would be such a shake up in the power in the power structure of WWE if Vince were to step away. It's really, really hard to predict what would happen. But is it even going to take down McMahon? I don't know. You know, it depends on what the corporate sponsors think about this it depends what you know um, their television partners think about it I mean certainly businessmen have fallen for less than this but this is wrestling it depends how much media coverage comes out of this sometimes you know people don't give wrestling the coverage it deserves in the mainstream media but if the mainstream media picks up at this and they go back into the archives, shall we say, and and they pick up some of the scandals that have happened in the past and they start looking into McMahon's history. We know he's had affairs in the past. I mean, it could get really messy really fast. I mean, he
1: bragged about him in, whatchamacallit, penthouse, right? Yeah. yeah. What was that, like 20-something years ago? Mm -hmm, Uh, Yeah, so look, he's not leaving on his own accord, okay? I mean, Mm -mm. you you think about Vince McMahon being dragged out of there. I have visions of WrestleMania 19, him on the stretcher, just flipping the bird to Hulk no. Hogan. He, I mean, he's not going out on his own accord. Media pressure, okay? Uh, that alone I don't think is going to remove him because who is one of Vince McMahon's friends?
0: The former president?
1: Yes, the former mm-hmm. president of the United States. Who, did he not have a very similar situation to this? Wasn't the Stormy Daniels thing mm-hmm. very similar to this? Um correct me if I'm wrong. I don't believe uh, Mr. Trump responded to that. I was by saying, you know what? This is too much. I'm, I'm going to step down as the President of the United States. I'm out. I don't well, think that's what he did. He took dynamic,
2: t- but yeah. yeah. In his defense, he- that was the only wrong thing he ever
1: did, though. <laughs> a, a, good, a, a fair point, yes.
2: <laughs> Justin, always the sensible one here.
1: <laughs> yeah. uh, but I mean, he tweeted through it, right?
0: Now, I mean, of course, he's not, like, reporting to a board of directors. He has voters who voted him out. Yeah, I was going to say, he was the
1: president of the United States. Yeah. The thing is, though, uh, what I'm – by bringing that up, what I'm trying to get at is the mindset of the individual, okay? Like, you know, for people who don't follow wrestling, which is absolutely no one listening to this podcast, but, you know, I mean, Vince McMahon is one of the few comps to the Donald Trump mindset personality that we have in America, right? He's just kind of like a, a poor man's Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. he, he, he yeah. he's not going away because of the media. He's not going away because he feels sorry or just he thinks he he's not. You're going to, you know, gonna, he's not going away till he literally just can't move anymore. I mean,
2: this, this is his baby. This is going to be like, you know, the NRA with their guns. We're, you're, they're going to have to pry it out of Vince McMahon's cold, dead hands.
1: Absolutely. Now, the only way. I can see him leaving or being forced out, he being forced out. And this to me is the most fascinating part of the story is as you kind of alluded to there, Ryan, who did leak this? And is there an internal power struggle going on right now at Titan towers? Mm -hmm. Because this story being leaked to the wall street journal very much lines up with Stephanie being gone the Business Insider article that was leaked, that kind of buried Stephanie, that insinuated she wasn't very good at her job, which was stunning to me. Yeah. Uh, who is a potential fall guy in this situation if it, if Vince doesn't go down?
2: Oh, I 100%. don't know. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> it wasn't I not hired, me! I hired the wrong one-legged
1: guy! <laughs> um, oh, God. Yeah,
0: Johnny Aces. He's in trouble.
1: Okay, who did was he replaced by once upon a time? The last time he worked. Triple H. Yes, exactly. Um, and that was, that, that, that wasn't like, Oh, you know, sorry, Johnny. I guess we don't, that was like, they, they wanted him gone. Yeah. They didn't like, um, they don't like Bruce either. <laughs> Triple H instead. I mean, that was like the big thing that they didn't want mm-hmm. Bruce there. They didn't want Johnny there. They didn't want Kevin Dunn there anymore. They wanted to put, replace all three of them, uh, for a time, Bruce and Johnny were gone, but now they're back. Kevin Dunn never left. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know. I mean, we don't know who it was. Um, it was it someone who's just trying to like drive down a stock price or something to try to buy the company. We could recklessly mm. speculate <laughs> on this all day.
0: <laughs> I mean, it had to have been someone on the board of directors, don't you think? I
1: don't, I don't know, know who else would th- know about it. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I, I yeah. don't think. The rank and file of WWE would know about this.
0: No, absolutely not.
1: Like the creative team, the wrestlers. I, I just, I find it hard to believe that anyone outside of a very small group knew about this. Yeah. And so, you know, what's their agenda for doing it?
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, that's. That's the question. I one hundred percent agree with you. Vince is not stepping down on his own accord. The only way is if this just blows up to such a level that it tanks the value of the company. I did see the stock fell a little bit today, but not a lot. No, it was like last I looked, it was like three percent or something. WWE's stock has been growing. We know the market hasn't been doing well uh, lately, but WWE stock's been growing because I mean their money, their money, for lack of a better term, is in the bank. They got all these TV sponsorship deals. You know, like it, the mo- amount of money they make live gate wise is like not where they're making their money anymore. We talk about this a drop all the time in the like, bucket. Yeah. Like the show quality doesn't even matter anymore because all their money is given to them up front with these television contracts, which are only going to continue to go up. So, you know, they're still ultra profitable no matter what's happening with the economy. And that's, you know, their stock prices continue to grow. It is down a little bit from this. I, the only way I can see Vince stepping down is if just it. It tanks if the corporate sponsors apply a lot of pressure. I saw some mentions in the chat about you know like NFL owners that have had scandals and lived through them. Different dynamic though. I mean it's true, but you're looking at a guy who is the head of a publicly traded company, whereas an NFL owner is part of a bigger wheel. Um, You know, so like the the corporate sponsors are really or Vince is very beholden to these sponsors who are giving his company billions of dollars in the long term and so i mean if they really wanted to squeeze him out they could you know if nbc universal or fox really wanted to go after mcmahon on that he could be forced out it is possible
1: but, but here's the only problem with that the corporate sponsors still foolishly in my opinion think vince mcmahon is like the end-all be-all of pro wrestling mm-hmm. and i mean unless if it gets real salacious yes then they're probably not going to move to now. You, you know, I was I saw this on the agenda, corporate sponsors. I started thinking, wheels started turning. Remember, it actually was pressure on a corporate sponsor, I believe it was Snickers. Remember that battle royal? They were going to call it the Fabulous Moolah battle royal to be the
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh counter to the Andre battle royal they had for the men. And everyone contacted Snickers and was like, Fabulous is a horrible person, and Snickers, like didn't want to be a part of that anymore and they yeah. actually and that was actually a you know for people who may have forgotten that anecdote that was a time um well much smaller than this where pressure on, on, from a corporate sponsor actually did work and change yeah. something within the wwe
0: so i was listening to observer radio on this earlier today and, and dave was talking about it and he talked about how um you know he was talking to some <laughs> Business people he knows in the Bay Area who are like Vince is definitely out on this. They've seen oh. bigger, bigger people fall for much less. But then other people he's talking to are like, you know there's no way Vince is going down from this. We there's no way to predict it. There's no way it totally depends. I think on the media coverage of it. To be honest with you, because okay, that's th- when the corporations, the sponsors are going to pick up on it more.
1: Two things. When Dave tweeted yesterday, like somebody sent him the article, and then like he quote tweeted it with this is very bad. Yeah. Like I read it in Meltzer's voice and there have been very few times reading something in Meltzer's voice has brought a chuckle to me, more of a chuckle <laughs> to me than that one. I, I just, you know, just that this is very bad, you know, yeah. it was that him calling Hulk's performance on Arsenio way back when, sorry. And then this like incredible line he had about Murray Hodgson, uh, his performance on the infamous Donahue show opposite Vince. And I guess yeah. that brings us to our next point. Kind of like, what vince has been through before right mm-hmm. with the history of scandals and how he survived
0: uh real quick so i saw in the chat frank any chance that shane adam in the chat what about the woman herself linda his wife at the time has been said on pat mcafee um neither of them are on the board of directors but they're family members so i guess it's you know it's possible they could know about it uh so i can't rule it out entirely
1: god remember that like that's another thing too so It's so funny with this Stephanie and Hunter situation, how they've sort of been uh, just, you know, stripped of power. We've all forgotten about the beginning of the year, like Shane McMahon just being, like, thrown out, like, on his ass from the company. Yeah. And, like, the Vince and Shane relationship was, you know, after the Royal Rumble, was said to be as bad as it ever was. Ever.
0: So, we'll get to the history here in just a second. Before before we do um if for some reason Vince did go down from this and he was forced out and frankly you know this is a topic that is beyond the scandal because Vince isn't young and we've talked about this before like what is the succession line with WWE nobody really knows You know, I don't want anything to happen Vince McMahon but it could he's, he's getting up there in age and if he's gone like who does take over I mean it's really hard to predict, but it seems to me like Paul Levesque would be most likely. And, you know, he's had the health problems, and it's, you know, I don't know that he should be taking on that kind of responsibility right now. But it's, to me, he would seem like the most likely person to, to run the show, or at least for a little while.
1: I don't know. Like, I, do we think there's some succession plan, like, written down in a vault? Right now, I don't know. Is it just going to be a mad? It's kind of crazy the if they don't broke? have that.
0: Uh, it's yeah. kind of pretty crazy to have a I don't billion I mean, dollar company with no line of succession with
2: an I mean, owner I'm, who's in his 70s. Well, they I can't mean, even have TV written out for more than two weeks out, <laughs> yeah, so I know T-
1: two hours out. You're yeah. changing that show you know, right before the thing is like Triple H and Stephanie were very much sent to the corner, though. Right? I'm not, but they're still on the board
0: of directors,
1: it. that's true. But I don't know, was that was that just like all right we're not going to completely humiliate you i know hunter we basically fired every single person you brought into the fold and stephanie we buried you to business insider but you know we'll let you save some face and then they didn't count on and then vince didn't count on this coming well, out if you
0: if you look at the names on the on the board of directors i got right here in front of me i mean most of them are not wrestling people so assume, let's say that you know they look into the finances and that's like the big that takes down Vince or something you know I'm not saying that's what's going to happen but you know there is the issue with the alleged 100,000 to 200,000 dollar salary and you know if that's tied to the relationship that is a problem they've said that the settlement or the hush money was Vince's own money which wouldn't be a problem to the board of directors but um yeah the, the
1: guy the guy from CNN got taken down for not disclosing a relationship with an employee correct
0: uh, oh, yeah, 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 yep
1: Okay. That was, All right. Yeah. Recently. Is that, is that different than this? I mean, there was no hush money. I mean, they, they were like totally, I mean, they were apparently just, you know, very happy to yeah. do the thing as Randy Savage would say once upon a time.
0: <laughs> I mean, I don't, I, I don't know. Dynamics wise with it being company money, the board could have a vote of no confidence yeah. on but, Vince. But I'm you know,
1: i <laughs> I'm yeah, saying there was there was no I, there was no hush money payment, but no. there was like a failure to disclose a relationship with an employee, and I think it was Brandon Thurston on Twitter this afternoon was saying that that sort of relationship was in violation of this code of conduct that was posted,
0: just having like a w- superior. In a relationship yeah, with but like, superior.
1: yeah, you're not supposed to do that anymore. No, like,
0: yeah. no. I mean this has been Vince has yeah, had I, multiple relationships not over I, the I years. Mean,
1: I, I would never do that, but you know, I'm just saying no one else should
0: one even. I mean one of the rep- <laughs> the top rope nation interns. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> one of the uh one of the reports I mean it talked about, you know, they're going back and they're looking at um the history of these these NDAs and it's not the first time. Yeah. Do do dude. And we know there's a lot. I mean, you and Liam have talked about the scandals with this company's past recently over on Square Circle Gazette. Well, no, we, we
1: haven't even really gotten into the beef. Got to the beat. We got to '92, but you
0: started to talk about it yeah. in '91 in, in and what was coming. Um, but I mean, you go back to the '80s with the with the first female referee and what was the alleged there with Vince and a limousine. I mean, a lot Jimmy of this, come out, Jimmy, S- a lot of this could come out in the media again. We it's really really hard to predict where this is going, but. Again, you look at you look at this list on the board of directors. You got Vince. You got Nick Kahn, You got Stephanie. You got Paul Levesque, and then you got a bunch of people from corporate America. You know, you got Steve Coonan, the CEO Atlanta Hawks, State Farm Arena. You've got uh, people from you know uh, Sony Pictures Entertainment, people from Six Flags, General Motors. You know, they're not wrestling people. So if Vince was out and you look at that board of directors and they're looking at who should run the show, I mean, to me, Paul Levesque rises to the top well, now. With a lot yeah, go ahead.
1: No, I'll say, I don't think the person in charge of putting together the shows and running totally the different thing and yeah. would necessarily be in charge of the company.
0: No, I think, yeah, totally different. To be
1: thing. honest with you, like something like Disney could buy it, they'll own it, and they'll just be like, all right tell us who can write a wrestling show and they're in charge.
0: Could this the situation that, force that a sale? A- I mean, yes. you could go down, you yes. could go down that line too. I mean, that could happen.
1: What if what if what if the name on the contract reads Khan? Tony Khan.
0: <laughs> well, uh I mean, I think Dave talked about that on Observer Radio Radio too. If you look at the billionaires in the world that could like put together an offer for the WWE if it wasn't a corporation, that Khan family, if you gave him time, Tony Khan could get the investors to buy WWE. Like, no doubt about it. If you looked at what the purchase price of WWE would be, uh, are, we, we talked about this before, I think, in the Facebook group. You're looking at, what, $7-8 eight billion maybe a little bit more. Certainly, they he could head a group. He wouldn't do it himself. But if you gave him and his family time, they could come up with the money. I have no doubt about
1: that. Uh, I'll tell you what. Justin, that would be the ultimate. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what. Justin Joy, that's too many fucking belts. <laughs> that's perfect. That's perfect.
0: That's so good. That's um, perfect. Th-
1: all right, we're going in a lot of directions here, and this is a random one that I want to throw in. I know we're, we want to go through a little bit more of the history, but yeah, yeah. Were you? surprised or did you guys make a mental note of the fact there was no denial in the wwe response like there was no these allocations are absolutely uncalled for like you know like vince in that oliver luck hearing i'm sure you everyone's read that by now saying yeah. weren't you charged before mr mcmahon yes with charges that no one has ever been charged with before or since like there was nothing, it was basically like, yeah, we're this is very serious and we're looking into it. There was nothing, mm-hmm. oh, this is, you know, hogwash and yeah, we're going to defend ourselves. There was nothing like that at all.
2: I wouldn't say I was surprised. I I've seen enough of these scenarios, you know, throughout the years where the only thing to me it could indicate is maybe a certain level of guilt that they really need to put something together to put out to the press. Uh, but that, we've seen it before, where someone or a corporation or something has had allegations leveled against it, and sometimes it takes days or weeks before you know they're going to respond to it. I mean, Jerry
0: McDivitt, one of the best lawyers. I mean, he's been with Vince for decades. I'm sure sh- we haven't got him seen, off
1: the steroid trial.
0: Yeah, we haven't seen really anything out of him yet. I mean, it's coming. He's got. Vince is someone very good at his job working for him so I mean Jerry would have drawn up the NDAs so.
1: yes I believe he did yeah I believe that said he did right in that letter yep. from the friend or whatever it said lawyer Jerry or whatever it referred to him mm-hmm. as Um. so yeah just the, but I mean man Vince has had a lot thrown at him before you kind of <clears throat> pardon me talked about some of the stuff but you know that 91-92 it was incredible you know They got the bad press starting when they foolishly tried to exploit the Persian Gulf War to pop a mania rating. Didn't work. Hogan lies on amidst steroid allegations, lies on Arsenio, the sorry performance. You're welcome, Liam (laughs) O'Rourke. And then Billy Graham and Dr. D go on the offensive in the media. Huge onslaught, basically saying Hogan's a steroid abuser, a liar, and there's a massive drug problem in WWE. There was the drug raid at the St. Louis house show. There was Barry Orton's accusations that basically you uh, could be denied a push if you denied homosexual advances from certain executives. Um, There was the underage ring boys, (laughs)
0: Mm -hmm.
1: which they – and, you know, as you – Rita Chatterton went on Geraldo and alleged Vince McMahon raped her. Mm Mm-hmm. All that happened within three months. All that, except with the exception of the Hogan lying on Arsenio and the Persian Gulf thing, and then they, um, you know, the the Feds obviously brought charges of conspiracy, distribute steroids on Vince, and he survived all of that. Yeah. So I mean that that was a lot, and we don't know what is still hiding under the covers here. But if he survived that, my guess is, unless if there's an enemy within. He'd probably survive again this time.
2: That's that's what I think is gonna happen. Unless there's more information to be kind of slowly trickled out to keep this in the news cycle, I I would be willing to bet this is just something that's gonna blow away in the wind.
0: Someone in the chat had asked if he could be fired. You know, they, they could do a vote of no confidence, but the issue is that Vince, I mean, he controls the company. It is publicly traded company but they've divided their stock shares into like class a shares and class b shares and vince and his family and this trust owns most of the class b shares and the class b shares have 10 times the voting power of the class a shares which are sold you know and, and he so and he
1: himself like dominates the voting power so yeah. like even if like you know triple h and step you know if triple h went you know evolution style on him and gave him the thumbs down i i still don't know how much that matters
0: yeah so there's a lot of dynamics going on here you know a lot of legal maneuverings could come up we'll see it's it's really hard to forecast you know what's going to happen but i mean that's kind of the gist as the story just broke a little over 24 hours ago about what we know right now so we'll certainly be following this
1: johnny ace falling on the sword would not surprise me
0: oh no yeah, because that's, he, see, that's more he, likely than not, I
1: think, right now. Yeah, because I mean th- there's there's a lot of smoke in that by that fire. Um, you know, I saw David Bixby's spam today retweet uh AJ Lee's book where she alleged someone and it's in talent relations. Yes, in mm-hmm. talent relations and you can put put it together basically saying, "Well, the problem with you is none of our fans would want to have sex with you." Hello. <laughs> Mm, Hello, (laughs) yeah. Hello, and then some. And then Fightful today had an anonymous source saying, "I would rather get all my shit in a trash bag than ever deal with him," referring to Johnny Ace. Remember that trash bag situation is what led to Johnny Ace coming back. Obviously,
0: yeah. Uh, Adam said in the chat that. This is a big talking point on San Diego sports radio today. And, yeah, I mean, this was picked up everywhere. It was on all the major media outlets. ESPN, it was a top story on ESPN. Kyle, you put that in the Facebook group last night. So we'll see how long it lasts in the ever-evolving news cycle.
1: Yeah, and I mean, but, like, so they did get hardcore coverage in 92. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, Larry King, the infamous Donahue show ever knows about. And then think about how much it was in the news cycle after Benoit though that was like on that freaking idiot nancy grace's show like every day
0: owen as well yeah
1: owen yeah but i mean that benoit i mean they really drilled that for a while on cable news Yeah. and i know the news cycle's not different now but they they survived that
0: i don't know that that could have ever forced vince out though i mean like obviously the steroid trial was that was the one
1: yes i mean mean, he could have gone (laughs) to jail yeah
0: i mean transferred ownership to linda so yes. during that period. So, yeah, I mean, it's
1: his wife at the time.
0: <laughs> that will never die. That will never die. No matter what happens to Vince, that quote will never die. So I that's what's going something. on with Vince McMahon.
1: I want to say something so bad, but I can't.
0: We're trying to be I responsible have, about
1: this I have story. an NDA. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I
0: made Kyle sign a bunch of contracts when he was hired for the show. Yes.
1: Yeah. No. Oh, my God. I'll tell you guys a story off air. I forgot if I told you. Oh, it's a good story.
0: All right, let's let's transition to Sasha Banks. Ah. Another big story going on. Uh, you know, I saw people joking on if you have dirt on the company, this is the time to get your release. Uh,
1: Especially we, if you're a know, woman. Yeah, yeah,
0: we we know Sasha and Naomi walked out due to the creative di- direction for the Hell in a Cell premium live event. I almost said pay per view premium live event back in the middle of May. Have not been seen since. We know that. So both of their contracts were frozen. Sasha has a long-term deal in place. Uh, Naomi, Naomi was starting to negotiate a new deal. We know that their merchandise was pulled, and there was a report from Raj Jiri of Wrestling Inc. last night that Sasha was getting released by WWE, and he couldn't confirm if that was the company's doing or you know her request being honored. They he didn't know the the specifics. He's doubled down on it today, saying if he's wrong about this story, he'll never break news again. Nobody else has been able to confirm it. Sean Rossap, Fightful, they talked about, I believe they had the report that there was uh, some maneuvering going on with Sasha's lawyer about drafting up
1: a release. I think Meltzer had something about it. About that too. Hold on, Sasha yeah. Banks' lawyers reportedly working on her WWE release. That is on the page of f 4 wonlinecom
0: Yeah, so, so we there's possibly something happening. Last I looked, she's still on the talent page. Sasha hasn't commented. Talent was not aware at WWE. You know they have this internal app where communications go out. There have been no communication on the future of Sasha Banks. Last I heard, and so we don't know. I mean, it could happen. Like I said, Raj really doubled down on the report other people have been working they haven't been able to confirm it Well, no, probably in the days ahead you know it, it's going to come out very soon but let's say sasha this is did correct she is leak,
1: sasha, did she leak the story about this <laughs>
0: <laughs> i very much doubt she knew about this one in particular unless she was friends with a paralegal which is not very likely back at the corporate offices but um <laughs> let's talk about this though like okay let's Let's assume Sasha Banks gets that release. And, you know, we've seen other people request release and get them. We've seen some people very notably not get them, like Mustafa Ali. If Sasha's out, how badly could we say they dropped the ball with her? Or do you think they didn't drop the ball with her? Let me throw it to Justin first this time. What do you think? If Sasha's out, how do you think we'll look back on her time with WWE?
2: I think it'd be pretty easy to make a case that they dropped the ball with her but at the same time i I think she'd be considered a hall of famer you know and she was a multi-time women's champion uh she had a lot of big spots Uh, she had my favorite women's pro wrestling match of all time against bailey at the takeover um so i mean i would probably call it a success She's a huge star, and it was because of this run. You know, she can basically do whatever she wants now heading out of this. She can go to AEW or probably go to Hollywood. She was already in The Mandalorian. Um, uh, bad faith, WWE t- list will tell you that she needs to go to Japan to wrestle.
1: <laughs> Despite those same people will tell you that the Forbidden Door is a stupid concept. Yeah.
2: So but the main thing is that i know Kyle had the same thought it's like she's been in this company for what 7 years or something like that that's that's not
1: including not including at she, she, yeah. she was called up about 7 years ago when Stephanie yep. McMahon invented women's wrestling and assigned so, them all teams <laughs>
2: <laughs> so she had she had a long run mm-hmm. main eventing you know pay-per-views and premium live events so i i mean Yeah, I think you could make the argument with almost any superstar that they fumbled the ball at some point, but for the most part, it was a success.
1: Here's where she's at. She's at an impasse, and there are four women ahead of her in the pecking order. Ronda Rousey, Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair. And if you're Sasha and they're not going to take the tag team titles seriously she probably viewed that as a situation where it's like alright they're not going to put me ahead of any of them while they're here but maybe the tag team titles by way to be relevant be at the top of the card and, and obviously she realized that's not the case so she did what she did and it probably would behoove her just to go somewhere else if she wants to be a top star if she doesn't want to be a top star for another promotion then yeah she can go to hollywood i i think you can call into question some of the booking decisions like you know should she have always like lost the title like right after every time she won it right wasn't there a big thing she like never Mm -hmm. had any successful title defenses Mm -hmm. for the longest time you can call that into question but at the end of the day she wasn't going to be bigger than ronda rousey in their eyes Lynch had that meteoric rise. It was right time, right place. Sasha never had anything like that. Uh, Bianca, they had to bring somebody new into the fold. I mean, you just can't mm-hmm. have, you know, as Justin so eloquently put it, you know, we're, we're talking about a lot of women who followed the Jake Roberts rule now. Six, a six-year run. Yep. You know, for people unfamiliar, Jake Roberts rules, very simple. Man had a better run than 90% of the people in WWE. He was there for six years. And unlike the the modern crew, didn't have to be on TV every week. So and then, you know, with Charlotte, OK, you can argue if Sasha gets that push, is she every bit of star Charlotte is? I don't know. But Charlotte's Ric Flair's daughter and the corporate executives and Vince just see Rick, or uh, they see Charlotte Flair as a bigger star than Sasha, in my opinion. Now, is Sasha a better worker than all four of those women? Yes, she absolutely is. But mm-hmm. I don't think that matters Um, to the WWE Brain Trust.
0: It's interesting, though, that she is breaking through a little bit, you know, in Hollywood right now as this happens, because obviously they like to keep people around when they break through at Hollywood, you know, it props up the company. So that's that's the timing issue with this. Uh, I mean, long term, she has success in Hollywood. I don't know that the corporate execs come around on her that she's bigger than Charlotte Flair. We know. I mean, I don't know that Charlotte's particularly happy there right now, but, But, you know, she's kind of, yeah, go ahead.
1: The the thing is, it's, they kind of resent, they meaning WWE, resent outside success in some regards.
0: But they like to keep you around, to call you in when they can.
1: But you're right, I mean, mean,
0: look at Dave Bautista.
1: Yeah, I mean, they thought his movie was going to be shitty and laughed at. Way to go, Trips.
0: Yeah. But I mean, they like having their stars in Hollywood so they can use that to prop well, up their once they become bigger brand. stars.
1: Like, I, I think to yeah. them, it's like, oh, OK, she did this nice little movie, whatever. She's still mm-hmm. WWE and she's still our number five woman. But yeah, I mean, if, if if she became a bigger star in Hollywood, yes, of course, they would come back and kiss her ass and throw a lot of money yeah. at her. So I mean yeah. that's that's the thing. I, I think it's a very logical move to either try to become a bigger star in Hollywood. I don't know if that's possible, or go to AEW and try to be the top woman there and be a bigger star than she was in WWE. I don't know if that's possible. Either. They have, I mean, she's going to be fighting with Jade Cargill and Britt Baker over there. They have women, top women stars again. Sasha's yeah. a better worker than those two, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean she'll be the biggest star. Yeah. She'd so be we'll follow discussion. the story. Well, she, has a better cha- she has a better chance to be a top woman in AEW than WWE, obviously.
0: Yeah, I would agree. Randy Orton throwing the SummerSlam plans for a loop. Randy Orton dealing with a back injury. Hasn't wrestled since the unification match in May. Injury worse than originally thought. Apparently needs back surgery. Could be out for the entire rest of this year. Which means you know the working plan was Roman Reigns against Randy Orton. At SummerSlam. We talked about Justin and I on the program last week that Roman would be working a television match with Riddle. And, you know, that has been announced now. (laughs) It had not been announced when we talked about it. Last week we were looking at the calendar and trying to figure out where might they do this. And we talked about how there's a Madison Square Garden show coming up in July, right before Summerslam. Turns out they're doing it this week. (laughs) And so it's happening now. Be Roman's, you know, first match in quite some time. But um SummerSlam wise, this is interesting because now who are they going to slot in there rather than Randy Orton? I think there's an obvious answer. We had this question going on in our Facebook group today and nobody mentioned the name that I thought was the obvious answer. Um, Anyone want to jump in here with your opinion on, on the Randy Orton situation on the dynamics of the title for SummerSlam? Justin, what are you thinking?
2: I think it's a bummer for riddle because of the RK bro storyline going on but Roman Reigns versus Randy Orton did zero for me as far as a SummerSlam main event goes and hopefully like you know in certain times past where where they get into this kind of jam and they got to come up with something you know a creative alternative they have been able to do that unfortunately you know they have stripped their roster down to bare parts and a lot of the matchups that are out there are not exactly fresh when you talk about top stars you know AJ Styles just got beat to crap by Edge we've already seen Roman Reigns manhandle Edge you know two Mm -hmm. you know basically two on one at a Wrestlemania Uh, so to me they're both out we assume the big uh Show Castle and Wales show is going to be against Drew McIntyre, so maybe that's something they could do where Drew fails at SummerSlam and then gets his come comeuppance at, at, at that show. Um, but other than that, the only big name I can think of that would make some sense would be Bobby Lashley. Mm-hmm. That's
1: yeah, what I was that, referring that, to. That's yeah. So, yeah. And we mm. we talked about this on the Hell in the Cell review, did we not, Ryan? When you know they had him go out there and he held up that replica title, he drew a big reaction. And we had said, and this is pre Randy Orton injury, you know Orton's a guy you can just plug in in that spot if you just that's need what, someone.
0: To, that's what Justin and I said last week. We, we yeah. actually called it lazy booking because it's like, oh, Randy's an established guy. Throw him in there at SummerSlam.
1: Yeah, but you could do that at any time. Yeah. Whereas, and we had talked about this at the Hell in a Cell review that. You know, Lashley, I don't know how you can drag out a guy who was not beaten for the title to, like, the fall. Like, his, he should be a guy, it makes sense, he should demand a title shot. It's a very easy storyline to understand. Mm-hmm. You know, they teased it a little bit. I, I mean, him and Austin Theory, I'm sorry, is dumb matchmaking. I don't, yeah. because, I mean, if Austin or or pardon me, the not-scientific
0: I was waiting for it. Yes. Okay. I mean, go. if
1: he's going to be working Cena, he shouldn't be losing to Lashley, and Lashley shouldn't be losing to the not scientific theory. Other than that, no. I think it's a very fine program to put together. But Lashley makes a lot of sense in that spot. He's someone that people would buy. Uh, and there you go, Orton. You know, we we, we said it. You could do Orton whenever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I know. Uh, was it Rick Skelton said Riddle. You can roll the dice on SmackDown and have him do something where Roman actually shows vulnerability. I'm not going to hold my breath on that. No. But like it goes to a no contest and like after the match he like knocks Reigns out or something. You could try that.
0: Yeah, because if he loses, he can't challenge Roman for the title. Yes.
1: Oh, that's right. That's that's the stipulation. Is it if he doesn't win it? Yes. Is it if he doesn't win it, or is if he loses? Because they, that's you that's,
0: make- that's key, isn't it? Let me let me read yeah. the description from WWE.com. Do they actually oh. have the preview up already? Uh, oh, it's, let's always oh, a trusted source of news. <laughs> <laughs> let me just read it right from the horse's mouth here. Uh, let's see.
1: Well, more like the horse's ass. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, if Riddle loses the matchup on Friday night, he will never again be able to challenge the undisputed WWE Universal Champion again, as long as Roman is a title holder, exclamation points in the preview. I
1: mean, if he wins the match by DQ somehow or count outs yeah. or something, I mean, I don't know. I mean, if, keep in mind that stipulation may have been made before they knew the extent of Randy Orton's injury or maybe yeah. they they knew it and they they they're due. So who knows? Um. I like Tim Jensen's idea of Roman Reigns versus fake Roman Reigns.
2: SummerSlam <laughs> so '94 coming
1: back, like, baby. Dude, like 20th anniversary. Great. Like, dude, what a way to appease the Fox sponsors that you just bring in a fake Roman Reigns and for two weeks play dumb, and then you're like, wait a <laughs> minute, that's not the real Roman Reigns. You know, you can yeah. just hype that it's Roman Reigns. Your TV partner's happy, and then what about like just a destitute Vince playing the role of Leslie Nielsen? going searching for Roman. <laughs> Please come back. Just one shot. I just need just, you to work just, one shot. Just cutting just,
0: checks to people left and right. Yeah.
1: Please get rid of this fake, this imposter. Yeah. <laughs> what a <laughs> hideous match that was in Chicago at SummerSlam too. Take yeah. a drink every time Vince on commentary said, this is surreal.
0: Imagine main eventing with that match instead of Brett and Owen in the steel cage. Yeah.
1: Brett and really. Owen went long. And I don't think that was the reason Undertaker vs. Underfaker stunk. I think it would have yeah. stunk if they would have got another 10 minutes or 10 minutes less. <laughs> this is surreal. This you is know. surreal in front of a dead audience. But still, <laughs> I'd go Roman versus Fake Roman. That's the call.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, to me, I mean, to be honest here, it's it's Lashley is is clearly the play to me. To me, that's the obvious answer.
1: I was being honest. <laughs> <laughs> fake Roman. Who, who should play Fake Roman Reigns?
2: Hmm.
1: who can you find
2: Damien Sandow
1: <laughs> that, that he has a history of impressions so
0: it's, it, it's the next gimmick for Elias
1: there you go <laughs> maybe, maybe it's just a hologram
0: yes Roman versus the hologram yeah. Ric Flair could work against a broomstick I can work against a hologram let's do this yeah, yeah. Uh, We'll see. We'll see. But, yeah, Riddle Reigns on SmackDown Friday night. And apparently, by the way, talking about Vince earlier, he's on his way to SmackDown. The reports say business as usual for Vincent Kennedy McMahon this week, regardless of what's happening. (laughs) Would you expect anything less?
2: I'll take the fall for you, boss. Wouldn't be the first (laughs) time I went down for you.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Hey, oh,
0: no. (laughs) What's going to happen in the Bella family, by the way, after this report? Well, I mean, that's a whole different story. Obviously, Johnny Ace married to the Bella's mother.
1: Fucking LaBelle Lock, it sounds like to me.
0: <laughs> <Yes. laughs> Rock in a wig, Tim Jensen in the chat. That's a good one.
1: <laughs> that, was, that was Tim Jensen's idea, by the way, that I stole. Yes. I, I yeah. mentioned that. Yes.
0: Yes. All right. Let's close. Some thoughts on dynamite last night. By the way, if you weren't there, we had a pretty good group together on the playback app mm-hmm. last night. Join us. We talk about this almost every week. We post the links on Twitter and in the Facebook group. Um, but yeah, we had quite a people. A few people tune in for the show. We had a lot of people on our stage watching it together. If you're a patron, you can actually watch a recording of that, including the dynamite broadcast on the video. If you want to see our reactions live to everything that happened on the show, now. Just before it went on the air, a couple hours before that, of course, the ratings came out. Dynamite did not do great in the ratings last night for the Road Rager edition from St. Louis. 761,000 viewers on TBS. It was down approximately 20% from last week. 18 to 49 demo, 0.28, which ranked number two on cable for the night. So ratings were down across television, yeah. uh, cable television this week, not just AEW. Uh, Stanley Cup finals on ABC had 4.2 million viewers, 1.33 rating in the demo. That was the big competition on the night. So, I mean, we could talk about why the ratings were down. I think there's a lot of factors at play here. We talked yeah. about it last week on the show. Dynamite last week was not a good show. So, there could be a hangover effect there where people who watched it last week were disappointed, so they didn't Mm -hmm. tune in this week. There's the effect of the NHL. There's the effect that it's summertime. You know, like wrestling companies always struggle in the summertime. That's historically been the case. Uh, The new Japan build has been convoluted. We've talked about that on the show. Unfortunate to me, though, because I thought Dynamite last night was a very good show overall. Now, like the build to Forbidden Door continues to be not great. But there was a lot of good stuff on Dynamite. I mean, we had the Dax Harwood-Will Ospreay match, which was unbelievable. That was an excellent television match. Uh, Tony Storm and Britt Baker was a great match. They did that spot in the corner where we thought Britt Baker was legit injured. Mm -hmm. I mean, they got me on that. And then, of course, the ladder match with Jurassic Express against the Bucks, the Bucks winning the tag titles in the main event. That was an excellent match, too. So there's a lot of good stuff.
2: Followed by us finally getting the Christian turn.
0: Yeah, and the Christian turn. So, I mean... It was a really good episode of Dynamite. It was Jer- Jer- way
1: Jericho better. Jericho and Ortiz, hair versus hair.
0: Yeah, it was. It was way way better than last week's show. No question about it. Yes, there were still problems. Didn't like Adam Cole interrupting. You know the segment with Hangman, and you know I I just don't see Adam Cole. He he doesn't belong in that. Um, that world ti- IWGP world title picture with with Jay White Hangman like it just he doesn't feel like he belongs and, there
1: and, and, and you know you talk about the what a mess this build is for Forbidden Door the Jericho thing you know because Mox and Tanahashi actually did do a great job and I was like yeah thank God we're actually finally doing something mm-hmm. for this godforsaken pay per view. And then it was killed in two seconds, so we could build up a six man match that no one's gonna remember in two months. Mm-hmm.
0: Made no sense. The minute uh, Judas came on, I was so disappointed yes. <laughs> during that segment.
1: Um, okay. So apparently TV was just like wait, out. No one had the tube on last mm-hmm. night. Now, are our watch along parties hurting this rating? <laughs> have we thought of that?
0: <laughs> I mean, you have to authorize your cable provider. I don't know how that's factoring into okay, the data, but, but yeah.
1: All right. I've seen some stuff on Twitter.com that I actually disagree with. And I, I'm we'll probably have to save this for the coming weeks with this Forbidden Door. Again, Ryan said it, I said it. I know Justin Joy feels the same way to make it three out of three. This build has been lousy. This paper has mm-hmm. been absolutely goddamn lousy. That said, that should not invalidate Forbidden Door as a concept. I don't if and I have my worries and skepticism How it's going to do on pay-per-view We know the show sold out You know, in seconds, minutes, uh, whatever Ryan, mm-hmm. it sold out very quickly uh, In the building So it's not a bad concept People obviously were willing to pay money to go there To see it mm-hmm. It's not failure of concept It's been failure of execution And I, what I'm fearful of moving forward Is if it doesn't do what well, people say Oh, that was a stupid idea It's not a stupid idea it's been yeah. stupid execution, and for for people to blame New ja- the rating on New Japan last night, ho oh, ho, frere. Let's go back and talk about some of the things that you laid out. What was on the show last night, Mister Drosty? Okay, you mentioned the Will Osprey match. He's from New Japan, but what was everything else? Ladder match. That's AEW. Mm-hmm. Jericho Ortiz. That's AEW. Britt Baker, Tony Storm, that's AEW. Most of the promoted stuff was AEW. You know, Chris Jericho, you know, coming out and cutting a confusing promo was not promoted. Um, Hangman Page's appearance was not heavily promoted. The Mox and Tanahashi, that was heavily promoted, as was Osprey's (laughs) appearance. But it's not like this show was totally built around New Japan. It just yeah. simply wasn't. So I, I think that's unfair to just say, "Oh, you know, casual people are turning the show on and are just confused." And there's a lot of bad faith tweets I'm seeing too about people who are like, "Oh, I'm so ca- you're confused." Well, the fuck are you <laughs> cover <cup of> wrestling? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think the New Japan stuff had anything to do with the ratings last night. I agree with Hugh in the chat. I'm not super excited for the show like this one. This one, to me, is kind of... It has the feeling of like what we always say about the WWE shows. Like, it's going to be a good night of action in the ring. I'm going to tune in and see some really good matches. I'm sure of it. Like The build hasn't really hooked me. But there's so much going on just at a macro level with this show. I mean, they're not going to have CM Punk now. Kenny Omega's not ready to go. You know? Um, Apparently, Kazuchika Okada's... Probably not gonna be there, although it could change, but like last I heard he's probably not gonna be there because it's his wife's birthday.
1: Yeah, it's his wife's birthday. So yeah, yeah. The, we had to make uh some changes to the Repack report. Uh that's my version of the Finkel report. The baby you know. is due
0: later in the baby's the summer. due. Yeah. And of
1: course the Repack report came vis a vis Dave Meltzer, <laughs> so I would never, ever <laughs> yes. fault you chad. I just And yeah, Dave corrected
0: himself on that today. Yes, but yeah, uh, it's his uh, wife's birthday around that time, right. so like Right that's, now, it's looking like Okada's is not going to be there. So if you're if you're presenting a new Japan show with AEW, if if everybody was healthy, those are like three of the most key individuals you'll want on the Naito. show, and we're not going to have them.
1: Abushi's like gone out of the. Yeah, this is uh, Brian Danielson. We don't know if he's going to be on the show. For, I mean, Saber called him out, but what uh, have we heard anything about Brian Danielson's injury? Is this man yeah, that's just becoming in concerning. the woods? Yeah,
0: originally it was one to two weeks there he was going to be out. That was the initial report, but I haven't heard anything since then.
1: And he's missed three Dynamites now, right? Because he hasn't been seen since the pay-per-view? Correct, yeah. Yeah, yeah, There have been been three Dynamites since the pay-per-view. And, you know, these absences too, okay, it doesn't just affect – forbidden door it's affecting the show think about this that's the
0: thing. ratings problem yes punk punk being out is huge so forever whatever Eric Bischoff wants to say about CM punk he takes CM punk out of the mix it's gonna affect the ratings mm-hmm.
1: no day every time Justin's head drops I turn I'm sorry that's just very poor <laughs> podcasting but I have to do it uh, no punk no Danielson for the last three weeks yep. okay uh, Omega's been gone since full gear uh, MJF, whatever's going on with him, but whether, you know, if we don't know how much is, you know, real or whatnot, not, but like this storyline or whatever of him just being like off, that's not great considering mm-hmm. the lack of stuff. Star- People want to see these guys on TV and if they're all out and you're just replacing them with, Whatever, people that aren't as big as stars, whether they're from New Japan or Old Japan or All Japan or frickin' your mom's Japan or just AEW mid-card, it's not going to suffice. That's, to me, the problem.
0: Yeah, I don't think you can, you can blame this rating situation on one thing, but, yeah, I mean, overall... It's we we talk about this on the ratings all the time. We're talk I mean, it was a pretty sizable drop this week, I guess. But usually, we're talking about like these little bits where the, where it fluctuates week to yeah. week. It's summertime. There's competition. There was less people watching TV altogether. I think it's it's you can't read too much into it.
1: That but. was weird. How few people and look and let's be fair. Okay, maybe it's time we do the all time mia culpa here on this program. Okay, it was still number two on cable, right? And as much as we uh, people for 20 years have hemmed and hawed about the declining raw numbers, and they've sort of stabilized in recent years, they've just kind of mm-hmm. it was all still the number one show on cable. And do these networks value that more than the actual number of viewers where it ranks? Yes. I, I don't know. So, I mean, it, it was weird how few people watched TV last night. And I just think. That look, if it stays at 700,000, that's a problem. I don't think a one week dip is proof of anything. Mm -mm. Just like, you know, Raw. I mean, Raw fell pretty low a couple weeks ago. And I believe it was Memorial Day or something, right? When it fell like, didn't fall down to like 1.3 and then it bounced back. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, it does, you're right. I mean, there's ranges these shows do. And, as long as they stay within that range i think it's fine
0: yeah yeah this was their lowest 18 to 49 uh since like late march i believe but again yeah number 2 on cable for the night so compared to competition i mean it was still right there so we'll see we'll see what happens next week i think yeah i would point to a bad show the week before the time of the year the lack of star power due to a lot of things happening it's not due to the new japan involvement I just that's, I don't I mean, that's I mean
1: I mean I mean it may not help I I mean look I think we can all agree the way they're rolling out these match announcements and it's for the record it's not just new Japan guys that just stroll in here and we're like they were doing that with other people just these debuts I th- Tony does need to slow it down man overall it's not just Forbidden Door the, the booking issues go beyond Forbidden Door with the promotion right now I know you guys touched on it last Mm -hmm. week but it it, to me it's it's not just new japan i mean it goes back to the beginning of the year he just like it just kept being like more and more people and they had a great roster coming out all out he could have cherry picked who he brought in brought him in slower made it Mm -hmm. feel like a bigger deal but he just kept bringing so many damn people in okay swerve strickland isn't from new japan keith lee's not from new japan
0: yeah Justin, you look so disappointed right now with your rally cap. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry, Justin. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, no. I'm sorry. I <laughs> needed a game yeah. seven. It's always better for business.
0: Mm. It is, what,
2: halfway through the third quarter right now? Is that right?
1: Yeah, they're getting
2: slaughtered. <sighs> Steph Curry is a fucking movie villain. fucking michael myers
1: (laughs) i'm gonna do something i'm gonna do something justin that i did throughout 2015-16 and it worked the golden state warriors have won the 2016 nba finals all right
0: (laughs) all right well we know our friend garrett gonzalez is probably very happy right now
1: yeah well i i for those i for months I would, I would just get so fed up with the sports center coverage just handing the Warriors the championship. I would just write on Facebook randomly, the Golden State Warriors have won the NBA Finals. And then they didn't because the Cavs beat. The old reverse jinx. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I mean, boys, the next time we record next week, we're going to be going in the time machine going back to uh, 1996. So if you want to think about happier days in the NBA,
2: who won the, <laughs> oh, who won the NBA we... title
0: that, that oh, year? Oh,
2: boy. Let's just get that out of the way now so we don't have to do it on that show. <laughs> was that Did they,
1: the Was they that beat the greatest cra- team of all time? Did they beat the crappy Seattle Sonic?
0: Crappy. What yeah. of the worst Kemp NBA and Gary finals Payton? teams? Oh, please, what? they won sixty plus games that year.
1: Sean uh, I'll tell you what, Sean Kemp, I think he had a he was they were deeper at home at the Kemp home than they were on the Sonic's bench. <laughs>
2: all
0: right that was good that was good
1: sounds like one of the worst finals teams i ever saw
0: (laughs) yeah so we'll be going back to 96 next week i'll have the teaser on the main feed if you want to hear the whole show it's going to be a good one great american passion 86 is is a good show so yeah we'll be reviewing that great show
1: maybe the best wcw pay-per-view of all time yeah I, i was thinking about it today yeah i forgot Dean and Ray is on that show. Ray's debut. Yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. You get Sting and Regal. Benoit and Sullivan. Oh, hello. Uh <laughs> last year. Last year this it, was the
0: show we wanted to review in June. It did win the poll. We were polling okay. for it. And this we year learned. it did win the poll by yeah. one one vote. But yeah, we did one night stand 06 last year. That was a good yeah. show.
1: McMichael and Green against Flair and Arn. Yeah. A shockingly decent uh fire and ice versus Steiners match. This pay-per-view has it all. <laughs>
0: You gotta hear this one, guys. Become a patron.
1: I, yes. It's one thing fun. by the way. Sean Kemp, true story. I was in Disney World with my family. This was in ninety-five. Yeah, ninety-five. I swam into Sean Kemp in the hotel pool.
0: What? For real?
1: Yep. He was definitely wow. with some random he was definitely with some random woman. <laughs> Probably kid number That's eight.
0: That's pretty amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that's an amazing story jesus i've never yeah wondering. i swam
1: man. i looked i was like well that's a pretty tall dude and my dad "Dude, my dad's like dude i think that's sean kemp and i looked i'm like that's definitely sean kemp
0: wow that beats my disney story Freckon. i think i told that on the pod one time i i'm pretty sure i was in line at disney in 97 behind savio vega
1: okay that story's better I don't know about that. <laughs> that's that's a better fucking story than mine.
0: <laughs> I don't know, man. Sean Kemp, that's pretty. That's pretty cool.
1: Savio uh, Vega. Yeah. I, did Sean did Sean Kemp ever made a event a WWF pay per view? <laughs> <laughs> Was he no way out of Texas?
0: He could have if he wanted to. All right, boys and girls, this has been fun. We hit a lot of topics, and we didn't go like three hours surprised we got through that as fast as we did. Anything we didn't cover that you guys wanted to talk about?
1: How about that MJF Wendy Williams situation? Pro Wrestling is back on American soil. I may post that in the Facebook group. There's too so much going on. I couldn't I post that like... W- go ahead. Sorry. I,
0: was, I thought someone did put put that in the uh, Facebook group. No, they oh, didn't. Oh, did
1: they? No, I missed that. Oh, maybe I missed it. I don't know. I'm going to have to go for it.
0: I don't know. There's so much going on in there. I could be confusing it with another group. Join I, I the Facebook track- group. Join the Facebook group. Lots going on there. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryan Droste, D-R-O-S-T-E, at Justin Joint, J-O-Y-N-T, at TRP Kyle. The show, of course, at Top Rope Nation. Instagram, if you have Instagram, follow us. Trying to get that growing a little bit, at Top Rope Nation on Instagram. The link to the Facebook group is here in the podcast description. Join up. Talk wrestling with a bunch of really smart, enjoyable people every single day. Day. Adam Paul met Hugh Hefner at Disneyland. All right, that one might win. That's that's pretty good. Did, was Hugh Hefner accompanied by anyone? Now that's the question.
1: Talking about a lot of. Talk, never mind. <laughs> <Hugh> Hefner <laughs> and Sean Kemp. That's one heck of a group there.
0: No, Tim. He did not hit me with the strap. Unfortunately, <laughs> that would have been that would have been quite the story. By the way. all right, guys. Episode two fifty six is in the books. We'll be coming back next week. Take care. Have a good weekend.
1: See you. Happy boot camp match day.
2: What's so special about hero bread, soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns and tortillas.